Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally I would read from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, I'm not going to read from my book of poetry today. Instead, what I am going to do is read an insert from my novel, Perfect Illusions of Love, a novel written by yours truly, Teresa Reese. So let me find which chapter that I'm going to give y'all a little snippet of. There we go. It's called Bothersome. Here we go. I know I am not the only woman in the world who has experienced this with her man. However, it feels like it right now. Clarence is having me, is giving me the shutdown treatment. I hate when he does this to me. It makes me angry because I hate feeling ignored. And yet here he is doing it anyway. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he has a death wish tonight because he knows this is one of my pet peeves. Now, I also know some of the greatest relationships have their share of problems, no matter how successful they appear to be on the outside looking in, most likely because they probably keep their issues to themselves. Unfortunately for Clarence, I missed my appointment with my therapist this week, so this united front really doesn't stand a chance. Therefore, without further ado, if you don't mind lending me your ears, your girl's going to talk about our issues today. May I? No, it's never been my intention to air out all of our dirty laundry. Mom has been the word for over a decade. But in this particular case, just like gas, I believe it is better out than in. Sometimes I find myself wondering if Clarence feels the same way about me as I do him. I've questioned his commitment to building a family with me and the direction of our relationship from time to time, too. However, maybe because moments like these are far and few between, they stand out to me like a sore thumb. Clarence is a simple man with a few flaws. However, I don't care if he has on his poker face or not. I can still tell when he's uncomfortable. I know this man both inside and out. Right now is feeling a little awkward for the both of us. So I decide to shift the energy in our space. I give him an even bigger smile. He looks a little nervous to me and he doesn't even bat an eye. For the most part, Clarence will usually go out of his way to return my smiles or he will make a funny face at me in return and make me laugh. Sometimes he will wink one of his pretty hazel eyes at me or he'll do something to let me know that he sees me. This is why when he didn't do either one of those things, the wheels in my head start spinning all the way back to this morning when I didn't get a good morning text from him. So this is in my book entitled Perfect Illusions of Love, a novel. And so... You are more than welcome to go pretty much on any platform in order to purchase it. But if you'd like to go to I am Teresa Reese, that is I-A-M-T-E-R-E-S-A-R-E-E-S-E dot -E 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 com. 
and reach out to me. So I have been really, really thinking about a subject and the subject is called greed. In my opinion, greed is unattractive. So let me delve into that for a moment. For some reason, I've just been really, well, for those of you that don't know, I love the people watch. (laughs) And so I pay really close attention to relationships, people in relationships, how the man is treating the woman, how the woman is treating the man. Um, I'm intrigued by that because I feel like you can learn a lot without going through certain things just if you observe. And so that's something that I do quite often. I love to people watch. I love to look at relationships. I love to see how they're functioning in their relationships. Of course, people tend to always show you the greater sides instead of the, you know, what goes on behind closed doors. And that's fine. But for those of uh, those people that allow me to come into their worlds, um, I've had the honor and the privilege of taking notes and learning some things. So I wanted to share. Um, There was this one relationship with the gentleman that I used to be involved with that after we ended our relationship, um, we became really good friends. And in the course of our friendship, he be, he got engaged to someone. And the person that he got engaged to, she, from what I could see, was being faithful to him. However, he was not being faithful to her. So we had a heart to heart conversation one day and my thing to him, because when he proposed to her, um, it was because he felt like this was going to be the person that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. Understandable, right? However, he just could not get the fidelity thing down and all he was was unfaithful. And so I asked him the question and the question that I posed to him is all of these extracurricular activities that you're partaking of. Is this something that you're going to inform your fiance before y'all walk down the aisle? And he said, absolutely not. So my whole thing to him was, okay. so if you're not going to tell her that you are not that you haven't been faithful during your engagement, how do you think that's going to play out? Because I really, truly believe that how you start a relationship is typically how that relationship ends. That's just my opinion. So if you're starting off with lies, if you're starting off with deception, if you're starting off cheating, um, there's just a matter of time before that literally is going to be how the story ends. If you don't get yourself together. And so he said that he could not run the risk of telling her his truth and losing her. Greed is unattractive. And so by being greedy, what looked on the outside like this wonderful arrangement of a soon to be marriage. It looked so beautiful. They looked so cute together, all that good stuff. But there were lies in the background. There were things that he was doing, um, leaving her to believe that he was committed leaving her to believe that he was faithful, leaving her to believe that she was the only woman that had his attention only for the truth to be that that was the furthest thing from the truth. Greed is unattractive. And so they ended up eventually not getting married. Um, And most likely, I believe it's because it, it started to eat at him. 
um, the fact that he just could not be faithful. And so he did start to ponder on the question of like, if I can't tell her my whole truth, why am I about to say I do? And so the more that he pondered on that question, he started to realize I might be getting married for all the wrong reasons. However, there's a lot of us that we put ourselves in situations or we're in situations where we may, for whatever reason, feel like it's okay to do pretty much to make a person believe that they are just that one person when we got all this other stuff going on. Me personally, I remember there was a point in time in my past where I tried that. Let me tell you right now, that did not work for me. I learned very, very quickly that I am a one man woman. I learned because I cannot juggle. I cannot, I can't do it. For whatever reason, I am sold out on giving 100% to one individual. Um, Trying to spread myself thin is something that just did not work for me. Um, And it may have seemed cute when I was watching other people do it. But then when I tried it, I was like, oh, I think I lasted maybe a week. It just was not me. It's not me. I, I, I don't like sharing a person. I don't like putting up a, a front like everything is, you know, like I'm, I'm committed to you, but I'm really not. I don't like how that feels. I don't like the um, feeling of being dishonest. I just don't like that. I, I prefer to operate in integrity. So I prefer to tell my whole truth. I prefer the person to tell me their whole truth. Then I make a conscious decision if I want to be a part of their truth or not. I really do believe that we would be probably be a whole lot better as a nation if we operated in just being 100. Um, but for so many reasons, there's a lot of people that get caught up in greed, whether it be financially, whether it be, um, oh my goodness, relationship wise, whether it be, you know, let me get more of this. Let me get more of that. It's for some reason it's, and the thing of it is, it's to me, it's kind of crazy when I look at it from a bigger picture, because when you're greedy, it's not like you can spend, let's just say if it's a financial perspective, if you're greedy, it ain't like you could spend all your money. And I mean, I guess you could if you bet it all. OK, so let me take that back because, you you know, if you bet all your money and lost it, then, yeah, I guess you could spend it all in one day. But when it comes to relationships and you're being greedy, you're selling not only in my opinion, you're selling yourself short as well as other people short. There was another situation that I observed where this young man actually told me, I don't know how to be with one person. And to me, that's a sickness. I know a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but I am, I'm, I'm trying to tell my truth. I feel like that's a sickness. I feel like when you've convinced yourself that you cannot be monogamous, when you've convinced yourself that you cannot be committed, you cannot be faithful, that that's a sickness that needs to be tended to. Like, where did you get that from? Now, I have heard people because I listen all the time. I love conversing with folks, but I, I hear that all the time. Teresa, we were not made to be with just one person. Go back in the Bible days and 
you know, all these harlots and all these um, concubines and this person had so many concubines and okay, but the laws changed. Do you not remember that? So yes, yes, I'm yes, yes. Okay. I'll agree with you on that. But the reality of it is, is that the laws changed. And when the laws changed, it's okay for you to be with one person and one person only. And truly, I believe that there's an advantage to that because you get an opportunity to learn the person. You get an opportunity to learn them both inside and out, their quirks, their the things that make them tick, the things that make them, you know, happy. You get, and then you're able to put that energy into that relationship. And then you're not having to worry about looking to the left and looking to the right. That's just my personal opinion. And so, um, Another reason why I believe that greed is unattractive is because I truly believe everything that you do in the dark gets exposed to the light eventually, eventually. So who are you hurting while you're being greedy? Because I've actually watched some of these men that do that and it becomes taxing on their souls. Like I've watched them have a tug of war within themselves like I know this is wrong okay I know this is wrong I don't know how to make it right and I'm always saying it's really kind of simple choose one don't be greedy just choose one put your energy into that one person make that relationship work see if it's even work outable that's probably not even a word but we gonna make it a word today See if it's work outable, like see if you're able to achieve all that you think that you can achieve in these multiple relationships. See if you can achieve it in that one relationship and see if it'll become a success. Put your energy into that one person, not all these other people who probably nine times out of 10 are using you for what you can do for them. And it's not even a reciprocated type relationship. Have you ever noticed that for the people that have been on the sidelines and they have a friend or a family member who isn't being faithful to their spouse? Have you ever witnessed how it drains them? You can see it on them. You can see their demeanor changing. You can see that they are stressed out. There's nothing attractive about that. As a matter of fact, it starts to wear from what I've seen, it starts to wear on them to the point that it's like they start to ask themselves the question, why am I doing this? We don't know. We didn't put you in this situation. You put yourself in this situation like, oh, boy, when he was engaged and he was still having his little rendezvous. He would come back and tell me the person that he was engaged to all these things, all these great qualities about her. He would always tell me about all these great qualities about her. So I would tell him, well, then why is it that if these great qualities exist, why are you doing this to her? That was always my question. Please tell me why it is that you're taking the time out to do this to her. Well, Teresa, she's not going to know. No, the thing of it is eventually you're going to, it's going to weigh on your conscience so badly that even after, let's say that y'all don't work out, eventually you're going to end up telling her. You're going to end up 
telling her because it's going to eat at your core. And even if you don't, you don't know the people that she knows. It could slip in a conversation. You don't know who she knows. You don't know all the people that she knows. But it is true. Whatever you do in the dark is going to be exposed to the light. And then what do you get out of that? So let me fast forward so that he just don't sound like this, you know, all out dog. It took me a while to work on him, on him and with him. But eventually he operated in abstinence as well. So by him operating in abstinence, he was able to do a personal inventory of why it was that one person was not enough. And what he started to discover is that he actually had mother issues. So he had an issue because he didn't necessarily hate women, but at the same time, because he was an adopted child, um, he had some unresolved issues when it came to women. And so in order for him to heal, he had to start to deal with those underlining issues so that he would not take that mess into his next relationship. Because he did want a meaningful relationship and he did want it to be with someone that he could know in, the, in, in his heart that she's not cheating on him and he's not cheating on her. Because when you flip it, remember, greed is unattractive. So when you flip it, you know how they say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So imagine and I believe that's what he did. He took time out to imagine if she were doing the same thing to him that he was doing to her. And he went became to realize that that wouldn't have it wouldn't have felt good. So what he did was changed his behavior on purpose. And so typically that is what is necessary if you want to change at all, because there's a lot of people I could tell you right now. I know I know of one specifically who has no intentions of ever changing in terms of being faithful. He states it like it's his religion. So, and I understand that there are people that are not going to see things the same way that I see things. That's a okay. <laughs> I support the people that, that beg to differ as well as the people that agree. It, it's all good in my eyes. And so I said that to say, when he made that comment, I said, so, and this was just my question to him. Do you have a death wish? And the reason why I asked that question is because we don't know what causes people to snap. But I can pretty much guarantee that there's a lot of times that if a person believes that you are being committed to them and faithful to them, and then they find out through the grapevine that that's not the situation and that they've been sharing you with Susie Mae and Ella and whoever else, they're going to feel some type of way. And sometimes that will cause them to become volatile towards you. So my whole thing is, why would you put yourself or even want to put yourself in that situation? And my mindset is, if you're putting yourself in that situation, maybe you need some mental assistance. Because I just don't see how a person can be 100% sane and do something such as that, which I consider insane. Um, because it's not like you're having consent on all ends. It's now if you are that person, 
Let me just, you know, put that out there. If you are that person who has made the statement, I don't know how to be faithful. Hey, like, you know, so you can spend time with me um, and you can see where it goes. But I'm just telling you, I may be dating this person tomorrow and that person next week. And hey, if you want to get on the rotation, let me know. If you have that type of dialogue, I believe that's way different than having someone believe that they are the only person that you're dealing with, only to discover that that's not the case. And there have been a lot of people that could attest to what has happened when they've been on the receiving end of believing that they were the only person to find out that they were not. Now, I have matured by the grace of God. And so, but I do remember back in the day, if I just had the thought that you weren't being faithful, hands were being thrown. And that was just a thought. No actual evidence, just a thought. Hands were being thrown. So if I was volatile with just the thought of you cheating on me, I could imagine how I would have been. Well, you could imagine because I mean, I know how I was, but you can imagine how I was when I found out that I was being cheated on. If I could throw hands and it was just the thought, then, of course, I'm going to do more than throw hands when it becomes a reality. So if that was my testimony back then. I've matured now because now I understand the minute that you're exposed, I can walk away. So I have learned how to walk away. Because, you know, I wasn't trying to get no rap record or nothing like that and have a whole little list of, you know, she'd been to jail like 50,000 times because she could not keep her hands to herself. I didn't want that to be my testimony. So I made sure that I changed some things so that it would not become my testimony. Because, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of people that did not know how to keep their hands to themselves and ended up getting incarcerated because of it. So I didn't want that to be my testimony. So I, I learned to change up quickly on purpose for that reason. But greed is unattractive. I don't know why it is that some people feel that greedy is the way to go. Not sure. When you can have so much more focused on that one person, sowing into that one person, tending to your own garden and watching it blossom. There's something beautiful about that. I've watched, there's a couple. Oh my goodness, how come I can't remember their names? I have watched them. And when I tell you they are one of the most beautiful couples that I have ever watched, man, I wish I knew the name. Um, he is on, he plays as a main character. Some of y'all will know who I'm talking about, but I can't remember the name. Let me see if I can find them real quick. Let me see if I can find them real quick. Um, because I think they're just so cute. They're so cute. Um, let me see if I can scroll and see see them some kind of way. Um, let me just see. I don't know if I can find them real quick. But anyway, there's this couple. They've been together. They just had a, a new baby. I think they have two boys. Um, I can't even find the thread. I need to. Anyway, there's th he's one of the main characters on Sister Sister. And the Ellises, I think that's who they are. The Ellises. Let me see if I can look that up and see if it comes up. The Ellises. I think it is the Ellises. It's the Ellises. Yes. So 
Kadeem and Deval, those two right there, they are the cutest couple to me. Let me tell you, I love them. And I love how he ministers love to her. And I love how she ministers love to him. But you know what? From the outside looking in, what that looks like to me is that he's giving his 100% to her and she's giving her 100% to him. And by doing that, I also love Tabitha Brown and her husband. I love that relationship because I believe that she's giving 100% to him. Chance is giving her 100%. There's something about doing that. There's something about giving 100% to each other and watching your garden grow. Those are two beautiful examples. The man's. They're, they're a great example. Um, I know that Ta um, Tamil. Oh, Lord Jesus. I might say her name wrong. But um, I know Tamla man. I hope her name is Tamla. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, I hope that like because I do remember she had shared that they had a he had a baby outside of their relationship, but they were able to still grow from that. Um, and so there's something about pouring into your own cup. There's something about pouring into your own cup. <sighs> greed is unattractive. Why not try pouring into your own cup and watching, watching your garden grow? Just watching your garden grow is something about giving 100% to that one person and seeing what comes out of that. I think it's a beautiful thing. If you robbed yourself of that, try something different. They say if you do the same thing, expecting different results, that's insanity. Try something different. That was the advice that I gave to my friend. That's the advice that I've given to a lot of people. Try something different. And my advice would be try one-on-one. -on -one. Like, Stop trying to add people to the mix. That causes confusion. Why would you want to be in a state of confusion all the time? That's just my question. So this is going to conclude my episode on today. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I entertained y'all today. I know I have a lot to say. However, and if you disagree, it's okay. I'm still good. You're still good. The world is great if we make it. All right. So have a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, and I'm not going to read a letter to my future hubby, but I do hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And please do me a huge favor. And take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.